0: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Phillies Today. For ninety four WIP, I'm Francisco Rojas. You're getting me for three days in a row, but Dan Wilson will be back uh, tomorrow to round out the week uh, for our podcast uh, that we hear, that we do here, uh, right here at ninety four WIP. Um, but Phillies, hey, we get a Fourth of July treat. They start off a big series against Tampa Bay. And when I mean big, I know it's still middle of the season. But when it comes against a team like Tampa Bay, and when you have back-to-back series against teams like Tampa Bay and Miami, Miami's also been very good this year. Whether you want to be surprising or not, it doesn't matter. Miami has been good this year. So you have back-to-back series in the state of Florida when it comes to Tampa Bay and Miami. So great start to the week, but obviously business isn't even close uh, to being finished. I am hoping, really, for four and two this 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 uh, this week. Even five and one make a statement. Really get hot and beat some good teams. Now, whether I think Miami's gonna, you know, falter down the stretch or not, that's neither here nor there. Let's keep it uh, just for this series and tonight, uh, or excuse me, last night, uh, or. Yesterday afternoon, whatever it was, uh, against Tampa Bay on July fourth, and it's an anticipating game really because I mean it's if you're especially if you've you know been following the Phils last you know half a decade, you know Zach Eflin on the other side uh, of the of the diamond for Tampa Bay, Zach Eflin who's had a good year for the Rays, going up against uh, Aaron Nola. And we're going to dive into that um, in just a second. So, again, um, just like yesterday, sort of, more or less, you know, for a couple days there, I did the Mid-Season Awards, um, and there are a few other episodes there where I did do uh, some unconventional um, episodes, which, which, yeah, I you know try to switch it up every now and then. Um, but let's do more of a conventional show today. We'll get into the key moments uh, and a recap from yesterday, and then we'll get into my takeaways. There were definitely a few takeaways I had uh, from this game. And then we'll get to some news and notes, some important updates for you guys uh, on Sir Anthony Dominguez and Andrew Painter. And we'll preview uh, tonight's matchup. Um, for the Phils against Tampa. And then we'll get to some around the league um, and National League East standings. Uh, and then uh, that, that'll be it for today. So uh, just to round out uh, the, the, the day, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, so let's get right to it. Top of the second, Alec Boehm uh, hits an RBI double, brings home Bryson Stott to make it a one nothing game. Bottom of the third. Uh, Aaron Nola. I I don't normally give these type of key moments, but the type of game Aaron Nola had, I I wanted to put these in there. Aaron Nola gets Luke Raley uh, to strike out. Uh, I believe there were runners on first and third, so that was a big uh, strikeout there. His seventh strikeout already of the game. Um, Top seventh. We'll fast forward all the way to to it. Bryson Stott with an RBI single. Uh, He scored earlier in the game, but this time he drives in Bryce Harper uh, to make it 2-0 Philadelphia. And then later that half inning, Aaron Nola with his 12th strikeout to end the inning. Um, he gets Josh Lau to strike out. Um, he does his job. And boy, it was just a really good game for Aaron Nola. Maybe he was a little hyped up from facing his good friend and Zach Eflin, former Phil that he played all those years with. Top of the eighth, Bryce Harper, RBI single, brings home Kyle Schwarber. Um, And that's really all the Phils would need from there. Really what Stott did earlier was all they would need. But bottom of that little insurance there. Bottom of the eighth, Wander Franco, the young superstar for Tampa Bay. Um, hits a solo bomb. Yes, Nola has been prone to give up a lot of home runs this year, um, but the type of game he had, no really not that big of a deal, but Wander uh, with a solo homer that would eventually kick Nola out the game. Topper will come get him. 3-1 Phils, and that's all they would need. Final out in the bottom of the ninth. Craig Kimbrell gets Christian Bethencourt to fly out to end the game, and the Phils would win this uh, by a score of 3-1. to and a good win, good win to start the series. Not a whole lot of offense. That's something uh, the Phils have been have been struggling with this year. Have been very average uh, offensively. But you know, when you're riding your horse like Aaron Nola, this is what Aaron Nola is supposed to be. I know he's been very mediocre this year, really inconsistent. Um, but at the same time, uh, this is what Aaron Nola is supposed to be. And uh, you know, he wants the type of money he wants to get in the offseason. Well, while he's going to give got to give starts like that like this. Um, and so, huge, huge, huge start for Aaron Nola. Um, I know our uh our uh, new producer here, Ben Kenny, would be very is definitely excited about this start from Nola. He's a big Nola guy. Um, as I'm getting to know him, uh, he's telling me about his love for Aaron Nola. So uh, I know he's excited, um, and I'm, I'm excited too. We should all be excited. Like Phils need this. Phil's need this, okay? Uh, Phil's need this from Aaron Nola the rest of the season. So Nola goes seven and a third, five hits, one earned, one walk, twelve strikeouts. I think that tied his career high. I believe. I mean, this was this was a big. Big start for Nola. I mean, hopefully, this can, hopefully, he can like ride this momentum into the All Star break. He'll probably have like what? One more start? He might not even have it. This might have been his last start. But no, I think he'll have one more. Maybe in the Miami series, maybe the tail end there. um, He'd be scheduled to go. But if Nola could ride this into the All Star break and then, you know, come out of the All Star break, get a little rest and you know had the mindset you know t- try to take the pressure off just be Aaron Nola cuz that's, that's something he's, he's had trouble doing and uh, throughout his career we could all see it uh, on him Whether of having having runners on base whether it's you know playing in a contract year right now whether it's t- uh, September outings um he did clean that up last year but mostly man Nola Aaron Nola has had a lot of trouble with that um so but the phils need this for the rest of the season from Aaron Nola they I'm not saying every outing has to be like that like I think it would be great if he really did that, but they need this from Aaron Nola every, you know, uh, they need these type of starts, like, you know, and, and, and big starts um, more often than not. And again, we don't, I'm not saying he needs to go seven and punch 12 out every time, but hopefully this is a good, a sign of good things to come from Aaron Nola because it, it, I don't even need to say it. They need this. They need this. I mean, yes, they. I think they need to go out again starting pitching depth. But, again, I've said this multiple times on this podcast. Like him, Wheeler, they're more important for the success of this team than a fifth starter would be what he's going to do. Hopefully they can just add some depth. Um, but this is important. This is extremely important. We, we all know this, okay? Um, and I mentioned earlier the offense. Like the offense – hasn't been great. They weren't, weren't great in this game. But when when you have Nola going out there, when you have Zach Wheeler going out there, you have to, you know, sometimes you, your starting pitcher has to be that dominant. Sometimes he's got to say, hey, all I need is a couple of runs today. And that's all Aaron Nola needed, needed today. I don't know, I'm sure facing, you know, not facing Eflin, but having Eflin, you know, go against him in the starting pitching matchup probably gave him a little bit of energy, a little extra. You know, you know remember when he faced his brother, uh, Alston Nola, remember, I mean, he, Nola doesn't throw in the upper 90s, and he was throwing like 96, 97, I believe. So maybe some motivation thing. Maybe Nola needs to find some motivation somewhere. I don't know. Maybe he just isn't motivated sometimes. I don't know. But, you know, deal with the pressure. That's something he needs to do better of. But this is a great, great start. Uh, from Aaron, um, and he did give up the home run. That's what he's done a lot this year, but in the type of start he had, that's okay. It's a solo homer. I think I forget who mentioned that. I mean, maybe it was Ruman Amaro. Um, it was one of the color, color analysts for either NBC Sports Philly or, or it was uh, Stock or LA here uh, that mentioned not the fact that Aaron was giving up home runs. It's the fact that he gives up three-run bombs and two-run bombs and grand slams. Or the solo homers will come, come in bunches, right? Like, okay, Wanda Franco's a really good hitter. He's a really good young player. He's going to be one of the faces of baseball. You know, he's already in the process of doing that. So that's fine. Like, it's going to happen. You're going to give up, you know, dingers and, you know, big big hits to, to superstars and superstars. Um, so Aaron Nola, though, um, this is the type of start you want from him. Definitely the type of start. Um, and again, I mentioned the Nola and Eflin thing. Fun matchup, uh, and it, I think it worked out perfectly. It was a pitcher's duel. If you're a Phils fan, um, Eflin has a good start. I think a lot of us like Zach Eflin. And we want him to do well to a certain extent. Some of us don't like seeing like seeing him go well because oh, well, the Phillies kind he wasn't. It wasn't going to work here, okay? But I thought it was really fun to see both Nola and Eflin match up. Um, and it worked out perfectly in the full's favor. Eflin goes, I believe Eflin won, yeah, seven. He won seven, just a, a third of an inning less than Aaron Nola. And he gives up four hits, two earned. I mean, he was, you know, nine strikeouts. I mean, that that's a big deal for him, too. Zach Eflin's definitely having a great year over there in Tampa Bay. And then a couple more takeaways. Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell, 13th save of the season. Um, good start uh, you know, here to June as we go along, coming off the reliever of the month. I know I mentioned just in the podcast yesterday, you know, be cautious. I still i I'm still saying that. But hey man, Craig Kimbrell, 13th save on the season. Hopefully he keeps it rolling. Um the Phils have struggled to have a consistent closer in the past. Sir Anthony was supposed to be that guy, you know, five years ago. And, you know, unfortunately injury problems you've struggled with. Um but start 13th save of the season, big deal. Uh, Bryson Stott. I want to talk about Bryson Stott real quick. I love him hitting sixth. I love him hitting sixth. I know people have, you know, mentioned him being at the top of the order, and there's going to be people who say, "Oh, well, two ninety-six average, dude." Okay, his on-base percentage is still like 40 points above his batting average. It's not that big of a difference, okay? Um, and But Stott's having a good year. Uh, but I like Stott hitting sixth. He has had a lot of success. I think think he's hit like 342 in the sixth hole. I like him there, driving some runs. It um, can't just be bowman Casty and that's the, something that Phils have had trouble with. Uh, this season is obviously driving in runs uh, with runners in scoring position. So I love Stott hitting six. He goes two for four, one double, one ribby. Uh, he had the he had the RBI single that brought home Harper, and that would be end up being the winning run. So Bryson uh, with a with a big hit there for this game, and you know he's having a good season, man. He's having a good season. This is what we. This is why I like steady growth from Bryson Stott. Okay. Steady growth. There's nothing wrong with steady growth. I know, in this town, where, you know, in this planet, really, we we struggle with patience. But Bryson Stott having just a wonderful, wonderful year so far. Um, so let's get into some news and notes, shall we? First, we're going to start with Sir Anthony Dominguez. Um, so obviously, he has he's had to struggle with this left oblique strain. Um, He's expected to return after the All-Star break, so here's an update. and This is according to Todd Zielecki, Philly's MLB.com beat writer. Um, So Dominguez is scheduled to throw a bullpen session tomorrow and will then throw another prior to the All-Star break. If he makes it through those sessions healthy, he will advance to throwing live batting practice. Uh, Topper said uh, Sir Anthony will likely require a rehab assignment after that. Uh, Again, I've, I've spoken about this in the past. I mean... I want a Sir Anthony that's going to come back and you know and look right and uh, you know be even be the Sir Anthony of last year because Sir Anthony I, I thought bounced back and and pitched well uh, last year you know coming off the the Tommy John and struggling to come back from injury and all that and um, you know he was supposed to be the future of the Phillies franchise as far as you know that uh, that bullpen goes so um, Sir Anthony I guess uh, there's an update on Sir Anthony there um, and then. Also, I've, obviously, you guys uh, and I and all, all of us Phillies fans want an update on Andrew Painter out there. Obviously, been dealing with the sprained UCL on the right elbow um, since spring training. So, uh, this is according to Zalecki. Uh, Painter was scheduled to face hitters in a live batting, batting practice session. Um, Today in Clearwater, but that didn't happen after Painter said he felt a little stiff the day before, according to Topper. Uh, there's no timetable for when Painter will throw next, um, but Thompson said he wasn't concerned for the time being and said the setback was nothing really earth-shattering. Uh, he also added that Painter has experienced bouts of stiffness at times throughout his recovery. Um, is being cautious with the the number one prospect. Um, but the team has maintained that it expects him to pitch competitively this summer and possibly even for the big league club this season. I, I just keep like I think the more I keep reading this type of stuff, like, uh, be as cautious as possible. If being cautious as possible means this guy's got to get shut down for the year, then so be it. I, I, I've been waiting, and I know other Phillies fans have been waiting for a pitching prospect. Since a you know, Noel has been had an up and down career. Um, Cole Hamill's obviously, um, uh, I'm just saying, pitchers we've been waiting for. Um, but the Phillies haven't had, you know, or the Phillies fans haven't had a lot to look forward to when it comes to uh starting pitching and their uh and their prospects so. Please just be cautious. And even if it wasn't like a thing like that, even if we had we constantly churned pitchers out, like still be cautious. Please, still be cautious. Uh, One of the top prospects in baseball in general. So please be cautious with Andrew Painter. I want him in a Phillies uniform for years to come at the head of uh, of our rotation and not being uh, handled um, not the right way. Okay, so. Andrew Painter, there is an update on Andrew, and that's going to do it for News and Notes. So, uh, tonight's game uh, is going to be a 640 Eastern Time start down there in Tampa Bay. We're going to get Taiwan Walker, um, whose last outing against Chicago. He's just been great. He's just been one of the best uh, Phillies starters uh, since you know last couple of months. He's just been great. Uh, he's been living up to this contract so far it was in the last couple of months. I'm not saying overall. Um, but six innings, six hits, one earn, one walk, six Ks uh, against Chicago. So looking for Taiwan uh, to continue. Um, again, maybe follow up what Aaron did. Follow up what Aaron did. Tampa Bay's a tough lineup, man. I mean, Nola did, you know. Nola did a great job against a really good lineup, um, but this is what you expect out of one of your horses. So, but Taiwan going to go up against Tampa Bay um, tonight, and yeah. And on the other side, it's going to be Yanni Torinos, whose last appearance uh, was against the Diamondbacks um, on June 29th. He went six innings, seven hits, one earned, four strikeouts, and he was not the starter. Um, Torinos, I believe, has gone kind of uh, back and forth um, as far as you know, kind of being a mid, uh, middle, mid reliever guy, sort of. But he goes long. Um, He's had about four starts. He's been the opener a few times, I believe. So, so yeah. So uh, just checking, just checking his starts here. Yeah, he's you know he's they've you know what the Rays do. This is what the Rays do. They kind of have your you kind of have your openers. You got you have your long relievers, whatnot. I mean that's what all of major league baseball seems like is doing now. But Yanni Torino's um, will go up against Taiwan Walker, um, and tomorrow again Christopher Sanchez versus Tyler Glass. Now. So let's get to let's get to the around the league and National League East uh, just to wrap up today's show. Um, so let's start with the NL East. Let's uh, look at some of the scores from July Fourth. Every team played. Um, Cincinnati uh, beats the Nats eight to four. Miami, my gosh! I was just, I've been sitting here. Uh, talking with Paul Jolovitz tonight for his show. I'm talking about, oh, well, their offense, man. I don't know if I trust their offense. Well, not a great day to say that. Miami uh, puts up 15 runs on the cards. My gosh. Um, Jesus Sanchez with a home run. Garrett Cooper with a homer. Um, I mean, four RBIs from Jesus Sanchez, three RBIs from Garrett Cooper. It seemed like half their – more than half their lineup had RBIs. That's what happens when you have 15, uh, 15 runs scored. Jesus Lazardo, six innings, five hits, zero earned, two walks, eight strikeouts. Lazardo has been pretty nailed, pretty much nailed since he's gotten to to, to Miami. So the Marlins all over the Cardinals there, 15-2. to two. Um, And then the Mets, they win, 8-5 to five over Arizona. Uh, and then Atlanta loses a game. Who would have thought? He gained some ground on Atlanta. 6 to 5 Cleveland. Uh, so there you go on the National League you scores. And now looking at the standings. Atlanta 57 and 28, there's a loss. Great to see. Miami 50 and 37, they just keep winning. They just keep doing it. So we'll see. I'm waiting for the falloff. 45 and 39 for your Fightin's, they're 11 and a half back in the NL East. Mets 18 back. They are 39 and 46 even after the win. And Washington, 34 and 51 at the bottom of the East. Uh, And looking at the wild card standings, just want to kind of – the Phillies have a wild card spot now, 45 and 39. Uh, they have not played as many games as Milwaukee Brewers, and San Fran, um, who were both forty-six and forty. They are all tied together, but I guess the the fills would have uh, the tiebreaker um, if you're looking at run differential. They have a plus eight run differential right now. While Milwaukee has minus fifteen. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, so, Phil's wild-court spot right now. It's, it's great to see. Um, look, take, keep taking this momentum into the all-star, all-star break. That's, I always think that's super important, no matter what sport it is. NBA, uh, NHL, uh, MLB. Pro Bowl doesn't count. Um, so, those are your uh, scores and standings for the East. And let's look at some of the scores um, around Major League Baseball. Um, so, New York... Uh, beat Baltimore 8-4. Texas beat Boston 6-2. Minnesota over the Royals 9-3. The Astros beat the Rockies by 3 by a score of 4-1. Chicago, the Cubbies uh, beat Milwaukee 7-6 in Milwaukee. Uh, The Giants lose to the Mariners 6-0. Oakland in a battle of two of the worst teams in baseball. Oakland with a 1-0 win over Detroit. Um, the Angels lose 8-5 to five. after the news they get it with Mike Trout that he um, I forget what the exact injury is. It's a hammy. I forgot I forget how to say I know it's his, it's his hand or wrist. Um, he's going to be out for a little bit which sucks. Angels are fighting for playoff spot. I think as all as all baseball fans, we want to see them uh, make the playoff just because of Trout and Otani, and what we would hopefully it would uh, bring some more eyes to the sport. And we want to see them do well um, in those moments, especially remember what happened to the World Baseball Classic? That got some eyes. So, um, but then the uh, the White Sox lose four to three uh, to Toronto to round out the scores uh, for the Fourth of July. So. A lot of fun baseball, man. A lot of fun baseball on the 4th of July. That's what you get uh, on your holidays. Especially if you're a baseball fan, this is a day that you're looking forward to uh, every single year. Um, on the 4th of July, get some good baseball every team playing. So that's going to do it for me. Francisco Rojas, um, again, Tampa Bay tonight. Tywin Walker takes the hill. Uh, Hopefully he can continue to do what he has done uh, over the last couple of months. You know, everything, everything, everything. This week is just so important to me uh, when it comes to going into the All-Star break, the Rays and the Marlins, uh, two important series here uh, before the All-Star break. Excited for the All-Star game in Seattle um, in literally a week. I'm excited. So that's going to do it for me, Francisco Rojas. Go in Stan Wilson as you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.